Welcome to Lockbox, a podcast providing real estate professionals with action items for success. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I'm going to be your host. I'm the founder of two real estate marketing and tech companies, Steezy.Digital and RealNurture.io. In this podcast, you'll learn from top 1% real estate and mortgage brokers the exact secrets to their success. Welcome to Lockbox. Welcome to Lockbox. My name is Jeff Broger, and I am here with Sunit Agarwal. Sunit, thanks for being with us. Thanks, Jeff. Absolutely. Excited to be here, man. Yeah. So why don't you tell our listeners first who you are and where you're from? Sure. Well, um, as you said, so great. Sunit Agarwal <laughs> here in uh, Sacramento, California, all over NorCal. I own Big Block Realty North. It's a uh, brokerage here in Sacramento. And then I have my sales team that has an equally hard name of Best Sack Homes Group. So there's lots of names going around the Best Sack Homes Group. However, we are the number one mega team in the state of California for 2020. Uh, 2021 comes out in a few months and that should be in the bag, but we'll see. Sometimes there's a sleeper that pops up, but number one for 2020. Amazing. And we will get into transaction volume and all the tips in a minute, but what got you into real estate? So it's funny, right? I was in college up in Chico, California, go Wildcats. I was going to college, business management and information systems. And then the dot-com bubble crashed and I didn't really know what I was going to do. So I was doing like door-to-door business sales in Sacramento and it was terrible. Uh, And I'm going to lunch at like uh, Togo's and I see some, and I see this dude that I grew up with. He's like, what are you doing? Wearing a suit, walking around Sacramento in like 110. I said, I don't know. He said, I'm working at AmeriQuest, which was a big subprime mortgage lender. And they had hundreds, if not a thousand people here in Sacramento. So uh, that was my first foray into real estate was on the mortgage side in the subprime boom. And I started doing super well. Uh, rose the ranks, went to another company, did super well, rose the ranks, ran a couple offices, and then the mortgage market kind of burst, real estate burst. So now we're in two bursts so far, right? Um, And there was a lot of struggles and I got out of real estate. I got Hmm. completely out and kind of just went on and did some other stuff for four or five years and was uh, sitting around, you know, I ran a consulting company, had some uh, nonprofit healthcare businesses. And in 2013, one of my buddies called me, he goes, man, what are you doing? You know, I had a good amount of money, but I was not really hustling and I was young. He said, you should um, get back into real estate. I made 450 grand last year. I said, well, that's nice. But I said, I would never do real estate again. He's on, no, not as mortgage, but be an agent. Mm. I was a huh. So I became an agent and I started working for a old school uh, COA banker office with some great leadership and great agents, but a different vibe than what I was used to. Like I was a techie salesy guy and there were like more old school agents and you guys get it. All the listeners, like you guys know the difference and um, I don't even get into it. Um, and went out of there went to Keller, which was more techie and more forward thinking at the time here in Sacramento, 
Uh, you know, I loved both those organizations. Got heavy into coaching. Like as far as I got uh, re- I got recruited to be a coach for a different organization. I got heavy into Lab Code Agents, which is a great free Facebook group for realtors. If you don't know, uh, you should have Tristan Ahumada on here. If you I have. Yet. Uh, okay, cool. Tristan is my big bro, although I think I'm six months older. But um, <laughs> he, so he, he taught me a bunch, kind of sent me sent me on the right way, and you know, I decided I was going to open up my own brokerage. That's always been my thing. Like, I want something, and I won't be able to get it, so I just open it. And I opened up my own brokerage. My team had been around, and then just right. It's always been really hard, thoughtful work. And, uh, you know, I think the team has been around for five years, the brokerage three years and, you know, number one in the state after me really only getting my real estate license full time seven years ago. I'm proud of those things. That's awesome. And a great story from saying, nope, never doing real estate again, kind of getting burned with building up a lot and then having it all collapse. I had a buddy who was on the lending side during the subprime crisis and, and, or before it. And, you know, he was like in his late teens, early twenties, like had a million dollar house. Like he was yeah. just making so much money and then lost everything. And so I, I can definitely empathize with that. But then your buddy said, Hey, look, the agent side's pretty sweet right now. Yeah. And you know, from 13 to today, what a run right? So, so amazing market run, great timing to get back in. And I'm curious what your transaction volume was last year. And then I have a few follow-up questions. So I think, you know, I don't know when it gets this high, we're number one, I don't even look anymore. I just know that we beat the number two by a lot, like 50% (laughs) or something. something. Um, I think it was like 660 or 670 or something like that, which we far surpassed this year. So those are, those are sides. And, you know, dude, I don't know the volume at all. I could look it up by the time this is ready to add it to the notes. I don't know the volume. I know that for volume, we were number like eight in the state for volume, but number one for units because all the teams in Malibu and San Diego, they spanked me on volume, right? But Mm. we were number one in units. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. 670 sides is nothing to shake a stick at. So, I mean, with that being said, what advice would you give to a real estate broker who obviously is already killing it at a hundred units, 200 units, 300 units in California with the pricing we have here, but then they still want more, right? They want to level up to 400 units or 500. Like, is there a specific lever that they could pull to get to that next level? What should they be focusing on? So you want to know what the secret is? Yeah, man. (laughs) The quickest way to scale and to grow your market share and your sales volume and your unit count, it's a big secret. Okay. So all the listeners and viewers get real close, (laughs) but it's people, right? Is you have to recruit and Mm. you have to hire incredible staff as well. And if you focus on the people, the big numbers will come. The environment will be what you want it to be meaning culture and just yeah just the just the culture and the services that you offer uh it's always going to start with people makes sense i mean the adage goes fire fast hire slow right but you want a good pipeline of recruits because if you don't surround yourself with great people you know a bad hire last minute underpaid 
it's going to cost you so much more than filling your pipeline with good recruits, paying them top dollar, and they can then take you to the moon and accomplish your dreams, right? Well, I mean, that's so. that's like two side, right? Like hire fast, fire slow. No, opposite. I mean, excuse me. Hire slow, fire fast. Hire slow, fire fast. I think that's really true with staff and employees. But if you're recruiting and you're bringing on agents into your organization, which if you want to be a successful team leader, a broker owner, you have to be doing or you're missing the right. entire boat. I don't think that that's, that that adage necessarily is going to apply, right? Because people are in real estate for different reasons and different points of their lives. There's hobbyists, right? There's full-time people that want to do real estate for additional income. There's, you know, spouses who their significant other makes a ton of money and the spouse just wants to have some fun and make a couple extra bucks. There's a new agent. There's that agent out the door. So I think uh, flexibility is important there. I mean, if you really want to win, like, you can't put people, especially independent contractors, into a box, right? Mm. Yeah, that's a great point. When you're talking about the difference between, you know, staff, like admin, like employees, yeah, maybe that adage applies. But I like how you challenge that as well and say, well, with your independent contractors, though, with your, your agents, the reason why I'm sure you got into coaching is because you see how you can take someone from an average agent with no vision and you know, some drive, but they don't really have like a plan in place for exactly how many phone calls they need to make in order to achieve their income goal. And you can help them really distill that down. And all of a sudden, boom, they see the yellow brick road, you know, it's like, oh, wow, like I, I see it now. And sure. through that coaching, then you can take them to the next level and, and take them to become someone that they probably never even thought they could be. So yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. I mean, just you need somebody to believe in you, even if it's not yourself, right? Right. Yeah. Borrow some confidence. Yeah. Awesome. Well, throughout your journey, what has been the single most important action that you've taken on a daily basis that has attributed most to your success? You know, this podcast is really about actions and uh, would love to hear the answer to that question from you. So I'm going to give you like a big macro view and it's going to be so textbook that's going to piss off half the people that are listening, which <laughs> is my intention. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, like, I'm textbook guys. Like I am, I read good books always. I listen to great podcasts, right? Podcasts early on uh, were a huge part of my business. I just devoured my favorite real estate podcasts, right? Back when I first started, devoured them. I listened to them all day. I don't think I listened to any music, which if you're watching, you can see the guitars back here. It pains me not to listen to music. Um, <laughs> But I just did content and books, um, did, all, did all the Audible books, right, which is a great selection. I hung out in the right environment and people that I wanted to be like. I studied things that were interesting, right? And I really just did the textbook stuff. I elevated rooms that I would go to. I started out at, you know, the basic free conferences to the $150 conferences to the you know, tens of thousands of dollars, yearly masterminds. And those things just elevated everything about my professional and personal life. So really yes, you, textbook answer. And you invested in yourself, right? Oh, yeah, that's that's the answer. Yeah. 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 That's, that's 
a common theme amongst top producers. Darren Hardy talks about his coach told him to invest 10% of his income every year and back into himself. And that gets difficult when you start making more money. When you're making a million dollars a year, that means you need to try and figure out a way to spend a hundred grand on personal development <laughs> if you commit to that. So yes. yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very common theme among top producers to continue investing in yourself. So that's a great answer and a, a great reminder. Now, Darren Hardy is where it all got started for me too. I love the compound effect. Like that book yeah, is the truth. Absolutely. I no, love he, it. And he was, he was a real estate professional. He was right up here in the Bay Area. Yep. He was out yep. there knocking on expires. Yep. Yep. And I, I like his process of chunking. Like if he's going to do prospecting for, you know, 21 days, he's just going to do nothing but prospecting. And then after that, you know, the next 21 days, he's going to like figure out one thing that's most important in his business and do it. And, you know, when he's growing a team, instead of taking a recruiting call or taking one interview for 21 days, he would only recruit. <laughs> and then he had a huge pipeline. And then, you know, the next, I really like that concept of single tasking and really focusing on what's the most important goal over the next three weeks and just crushing it. So, yeah. you know, I he mean, said through that, his results were, you know, 10 X of anyone else. Cause they're starting and stopping and doing so many things where they didn't have that focus. If you can get away with that, all power to you. Right, <laughs> I got like right. five businesses and I got a multitask all day long. I know, right. me, no, me, me too. But I try and I try and single task, like block and tackle my calendar. So, you know, right now this podcast, like I'm here right now, I'm not having to check emails and do that. And then sure. boom, the next thing, boom, the next thing, boom, the next thing. So I'm very scheduled and I'm sure you are too. Every 15 oh, minutes, yeah. it's a new thing. And it's, yes. I'm logging into a new email or a different account or this, or, yeah. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> You gotta have a tight schedule. Something that any yep. coaching, any basic self-development coaching organization will tell you first. Whether it's the one thing from uh, Keller Williams or whatever, like your schedule is like it's got to be yeah. dialed. What's your calendar look like? Is dialed. It's in like three yep. places. Plus, I exactly. write it down every day too. I copy it from my phone and put it on paper just so I get that connection to it. Yep, absolutely. So, six hundred and seventy sides. What percentage was referral to new business? Do you have that, you know, those stats? I don't know, man. I could look, but like I said, it would, I would have to ask my accounting and they would For have sure. to ask me <laughs> do something I don't know. Well, something you might know, which is really the follow-up question to that is, you know, what systems do you have in place to increase the amount of referrals that you do get? So, I mean, like, you know, we're a heavy lead team and the referrals just come. I was looking the other day and I don't really, so we do lead source are self-generated, right? And self-generated, I'm not looking at referrals because I think that, you know, for us, that's a big enough bucket for what it is, right? I mean, I'm a heavy lead team, so referrals, great, but I get our agents' phones ring off the hook with inbound opportunities. Our ISAs are sending over 400 additional appointments every month, right? So, um, I think just the amount of volume we do and everything in those ways. Could I focus more on re referrals? I think, but we're doing pretty damn good right now. So, uh, you know, maybe I should be diverse, but uh, I think that the, our system being a lead team is really working well. Well, clearly. And that's fascinating to me because many agents are 80% referrals, right? Or 50% referrals or, you know, hey, I don't do any leads. So many 
agents say that to me. And when I talk to you and I talk to Tristan, it's like the opposite, like 80% is inbound lead generation, Facebook ads, Google PPC, going to an ISA, getting called immediately, getting set to an appointment immediately from cold traffic in their local area. And those are the mega teams that are, that are having success with that and doing it right and doing it really well. And, you know, with that being said, do you have like a number one most profitable lead generation source that, you know, just... I'm the Zillow broker partner in Northern California. There's only like 26 of us in the country. Uh, there's 20 some odd in, in, in the country. And um, I love Zillow. I think those are the best leads on the planet. We do um, other realtor.com. I think realtor.com is great. You know, we do all the same stuff as Tristan, the Y Lopo, which I great. Those guys are smart. You should have Howard on here if you haven't yet. You know, other PPC from other sources. Um, I have a ton of listings. So our sign calls are really robust, like a lot of sign calls. Um, I mean, dude, every online or every marketing thing, um, we track those numbers and they come in and they go to the ISAs or go to the agents and uh, it's working. Yeah. So you got, you have the metrics. But something that you're not like looking at every single second and just rattling off answers. You have so many systems in place at this point that, right, like everything's working kind of thing. Everything's working. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I looked at, I looked at my ISA met rate this morning out of curiosity to see what an average was. And, you know, that was eye opening. Um, met rate? So what do you mean by that? What's that metric? So when an ISA sets an appointment, mm-hmm. how often does that appointment actually happen? Got it. Okay. What's the number? So this one particular ISA, it was 60%, which I think is good, right? It's like good. when you set an appointment, the people show up 60% of the time, more than half. Yeah, I think that's good. And a typical metric um, that you would put for that would be like a 50%. It's like, uh, assume a 50% show. So 60, you know, that's great. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think the average of my ISAs is like 66. So this guy being a 60, he's in there, right? Yeah. He's not too uh, deviated off. So that's the kind of, that's a metric I looked at today, right? That is something that I can work on to dig into to see how we can make that better. Right. I, Absolutely. I like, it's like those little sales, K, the KPIs around all these sales are uh, really, for me, leads into the more coachable moments right? Mm-hmm. Like you're an ISA, you got 20 calls. Well, I hope, you know, you set 13, 14 appointments. And of those, I hope at least half showed up, right? So that way you can really pinpoint where the weakness in the process is. Was the ISA able to set an appointment with this average with this average appointment rate? Yes or no, right? If yes, great. If no, well, then we need to work on the phone, the skills on the, on the phone. Does the appointment show up? Yes or no? If yes, great. If no, well, then we need to work on the confirmation of the appointment and maybe that handoff from the ISA to the agent, right? How often after they meet, do they write an offer for that person, right? Well, then if it's, you know, at some percentage, and I don't know what it is for us right now offhand, if it's some percentage, great. If it's if it's not, Maybe the buyer presentation are the agent being assertive enough in that initial meeting is off, right? Mm-hmm. And then out of how many offers did you write? Did they actually go into escrow? Well, maybe you're writing crappy offers, right? right? And then you're looking at these KPIs. 
so that you can see which part of the customer journey needs to be enhanced yeah. in order to sell more homes. Yeah, and smarter people than me made all that up, but I just I just live it a lot. So right, where do you think the industry is heading? What are your five ten year projections? I have no clue, dude. Zero. You're like the tenth person to ask me today. What I do know is what the market's like right now. Okay. Right, and I'm just we're gonna always bust our ass today. Right. I don't know what what tomorrow is going to bring. Hopefully. Uh, more opportunities for all the hardworking agents out there, right? But but I don't know. People ask me all day, especially my own agents, what's going to happen? I don't know. Work hard today. So let me ask you this. What are you set, doing to set yourself up for future success then? Uh, I mean, work hard today, of course. But, you know, is there anything you're kind of future-proofing for your business? Um, just adding additional types of businesses ancillaries always work on the ancillaries so you're not just dependent on uh one stream of real estate to happen right so always work on ancillaries and back to the beginning keep on recruiting right like keep getting people you have a lot of people you won't lose just by percentages right like if you have half the agents you're going to do half the deals Ta-da! <laughs> yeah when you put it like that it's pretty simple yeah <laughs> so do you know how you're leveraging digital marketing with your listings to generate more leads? Do you have any, um, any insight in the strategies there? Sure. So, you know, we do Facebook ads, YouTube, Instagram for, you know, I list a couple houses every day. So it's not all of them, but we do Facebook ads on mm -hmm. all of it. Uh, we post, you know, we have relationships with the portals. So we post them all there. And even if we didn't have relationships, they would still get posted there. And just organic and also paid ads. Always, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And do you handle that in-house? Is there an agency in particular that's helping you with that? You mentioned Ylopo and a couple other people. Ylopo does that for us. Um, KV Core does it for us. We do it in-house. We use Sierra for it sometimes because we have all these systems. You know, we just kind of see what will happen if we go this route compared to this route and just see what the results are. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And is there anything that you do for your clients that nobody else in the industry does that you know of? No, I'm not original. I didn't make anything up, right? <laughs> I just copied other people who I saw were, uh, you know, crushing it. I mean, for me, if you want to stand out, you need to have a USP right? A unique sales proposition. And those kind of things really give value to your consumer, right? When you say the client, I'm, I'm we're going to just go ahead and I'm going to assume that it's for the consumer, right? Um, because lots of brokerage owners and team leaders like me, is the client the consumer or is the client the agent? But for the consumer, you really have to have these USPs, Right. Some people have a love it or leave it program. Some people have a uh, guaranteed sale program. Right. And these are the things that will make you stick out. Is the, are we the only ones that do them? Absolutely not. But do all the top organizations usually have a USP? In my experience, yes. Great piece of advice. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier. USP. <laughs> you mentioned earlier a lot of books. So what are one to three books that have greatly influenced your life or career? Good. Yes. Everybody viewing and listening, go get 
Creating Sales Velocity by Matthew Ferry. Tom Ferry's brother, Mike Ferry's other son, Creating Sales Velocity. And listen to it. Don't read it. Because the entire time, Matt Ferry, who's also reading the book and on the Audible, is dropping neuro-linguistic programming on you. And he's the G at that. He's the man. So listen to that book. And when you're done, listen to it again. And then give it to every agent that you know. It'll definitely help with your with your sales skills and your listening skills, which is equally as important, right? So get creating sales velocity. In kind of that same vein, right? I also like The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, right? Like The Secret's a good one. Like you can manifest a lot of stuff if you believe it, or maybe I'm just hokey and full of it, but I like The Secret. I think that you can make stuff happen. Uh, yep. Compound effects, since we already talked about that, I'm going to leave that one off. What's another one I like? Oh, so I'm going to give you two more. Is I really like Tim Grover's books, Relentless and Winning. If you guys don't know who Tim Grover is, he was Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant's like personal coach, and his books are killer. I'm a real big fan of those two. Awesome, so good. Love those and. I have a few more books that I need to go out and read. Creating um, sales velocity. You got to listen to it, dude. Listen to yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and I'm an audiobook guy. You know, you're, you're a music audio guy, so that makes sense. Are there any quotes you live by? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Maybe there's, I don't know, like every morning in my little journal, it, it, it has a quote in it. And I just kind of read that quote first thing in the morning. Like this yeah. morning was... Something by Jim Rohn. What what would he say? Uh, control the day or the day will control you. And I'm sure that's some OG like Jim Rohn thing. And Jim Rohn is also a stud in the personal development Absolutely. space. Yep. So uh, um, that was my quote part of the day. Awesome. And what's one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've ever made? You know, a lot of our guests say something that's non-monetary. So I'm curious if you have something that's like the best investment ever. Peloton. <laughs> I see it back there. You guys want a discount code? Hit me up. <laughs> yeah, drop the affiliate link. <laughs> yeah, so Peloton has been great. Even pre-COVID, my sister had one and she loves it. You know, single mom, she's able to get in a workout. And for the busy professional, it's awesome for cardio. So Yeah, well, they have, you know, weights and other stuff on there too on, on the app. You can do like all kinds of stuff. They have a lot of stuff on there. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So what bad recommendations do you hear given to real estate professionals? Oh man, I don't even know. Do we have enough time? Yeah. There's so much. I would just be, to, to all the viewers and listeners, I would just be really careful who and what you listen to because there's a lot of people who have never done the things that you want to do who are going to fill you with a lot of useless advice, which is basically hearsay, right? Like, so I would be careful on just who you listen to and really base it on their experience, right? Okay. You know, you might be in a transaction and an agent on the other side says, well, I've been doing this for 20 years. And I want to say, but dude, like you sold eight houses. Like, I don't give a crap. Do you know what I mean? Like, great. I sold eight houses yesterday. So I would just be careful in general of who you listen to. Mm. 
Great advice. With five things going on at all times, what is your process for evaluating what to say no to? I don't know if I have a process or I'm just really good at leveraging things out. Okay. Right? Like if there's something that needs to happen and I don't have time as fast as I want to have time, I'm lucky enough to be in a situation where I have great staff and executive management where I can say, hey, sales manager, go hop on these three things, right? Or, hey, a branch manager, go hop on these three things. So I guess when I evaluate stuff, I really try to think of it something that I want and like to do, right? Like, will it be playing with leads, right? Like, you know, looking at the systems, you know, working on the sales process, that stuff I like. Will it be coaching, you know, some top team from the other side of, of the country, right? Like those kind of things make me feel good. If it's, you know, doing like a meeting to launch some new, like something that really doesn't excite me, I'm going to put somebody else on that. So I'm a big guy on task management and I just like vomit out ideas on my Monday board and just assign it. Like you do this, you do this, you do this. And the intention is for me to just do what I enjoy. That's a great intention. And I, I like that process of just Monday board, boom, just vomit out everything and then just start everything. circling and assigning stuff. Yeah. Monday board is it. Like, you know, I lay in bed at the end of the night, I'll drop 10 tasks in here and assign one to this manager and assign one to this manager and, uh, you know, check back in a couple of days to see if it's done and it is great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I would tell everybody if you're not using some kind of task management software, even if it's a Google doc, Google sheet, like you should really have a place for yourself to be able to see everything that's going in your head. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. In the last five years, what new belief, behavior, habit has most influenced your life and improved it? I think a lot of people in real estate can really fall into a slippery slope of like being a party, party agent, happy hours out there partying. And, um, you know, I think that you will, while there's a great place for you to do that, I think it's also important to like know your fundamentals and like, you know, like we were saying, invest in yourself. I've seen too many agents just become like booze hounds, right, man? And just go to every happy hour, start drinking at the office at lunch. And then, they don't, then they don't sell shit, right? And then their right. family suffers, or, you know? So I think knowing the time and place for that is something that has you know, changed my life in all aspects and getting a Peloton. Nice. Both healthy decisions. I love it. Yes. And healthy, I mean, for your head too, right? And like for your energy, you're pissed off. You're stressed out about a deal. You wake up, oh, you know, some client's doing something, some agent's doing something. Get a savage workout in. Yep. You'll feel better, right? You know, don't go with every happy hour because you're blowing Friday then. And Friday, you know, how many Fridays are you, are you going to blow in your professional life before it starts to impact the amount of money that you make. So just, um, I mean, I would just be conscious of these decisions and take care of yourself, you know, eat good food, take vitamins, you know, be, be good to yourself and it'll pay off in your business. Mm. All great recommendations that resonate with me. I'm big into biohacking in the sense of just fueling your body. I mean, we have this amazing machine. It's like, 
we were, we were granted whatever the supercar is for you, Ferrari, Bugatti, sure. Tesla, whatever it is for you, we were granted that, born with it. And if you go put 86 octane fuel into it, yeah. like, you know, that should go in a lawnmower, it's not going to yeah. run to its optimal potential. So fuel your body, get rest, right? Like all the, all the things that create the baseline of your physiology for success. So you have yes. vitality, energy, focus. You can come through and, and you're articulate and your mind is firing on all cylinders. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big on that. So Energy is important, like especially in leadership and sales. Like you aren't going to be able to sell anything if you're tired. Yep. And you got to like portray some kind of in enthusiasm always, like especially if you're like – persuading people are just having good converse leading people so yeah the energy part is massive bro for sure it really is it really is hey is there a question i should have asked you or would you like to elaborate on anything from earlier no man i think you did good you get a good range of questions thank you how can listeners contact you so go to my instagram sunit s-u-n-e-e-t underscore agarwal A-G-A-R-W-A-L. And the number is 916, Sunit underscore Agarwal, 916. Uh, that's my Instagram handle. And that's the best place. You know, there'll be links to my YouTube there. We, we post content five days a week on YouTube, new original content five days a week. It's a massive undertaking, but uh, all those links are on my Instagram. So it should be pretty easy to guy to find. There's me. And there's an Indian doctor in Massachusetts. So I'm not the uh, doctor, but if you want to Google Sydney Agarwal, <laughs> I'm the realtor in Sacramento. That's right. <laughs> Sunit Agarwal, realtor in, San, in uh, Sacramento. I almost said San Diego. That's where I'm from. Um, realtor in Sacramento and number one team in California. Killing it out there, doing great things, massive in lead generation systems and people. And so many brokers out there need to hear this episode. You dropped a lot of knowledge, insights, and I really appreciate having you on. Thank you for your yeah, time. man. Thanks for the opportunity. Good times. Thank you for listening. If you want to accomplish your real estate goals, then I highly suggest downloading my free ultimate real estate goal setting framework. The link is in the description of the show and it will help you break down your annual income goal into the amount of phone calls, appointments, or open houses you need in order to achieve that goal. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.